Oh, turn to somebody and say, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hallelujah. Can you all understand my accent? <laughs> the amount of noise. Right, let me give you a quick crash course. If you've never heard me preach before, I've got to get you. You, you tuned in to the Swansea Jack lingo. I want you to say, all right, Mash. Have you seen my horse? In Swansea, the main mode of transport is an horse. It's similar to a horse. So let's try it. Say, turn to somebody and say, all right, Mash. Have you seen my horse? And then go, tidy. There you are. You can all speak Swansea Jack now. Give yourselves a round of applause. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Ah, oh, Father, thank you for calling me at such a time as this. For such a generation as this. We pray now over your word, Father. We thank you that it does not return to you void. The Lord, we thank you for that you have given us ears to hear and hearts to receive your word. Let it be, fruit, uh, let it be food for our souls, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. I want to start with the scripture. Ephesians 4, verses 7 to 16. And this is from the New International Version or the NIV. But to each one, everyone say, each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Let's just meditate on that for a second. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, amen, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, that's all of us here, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself individually, itself up in love as each part does its work. Let me just sum all that up for you. It's Jesus' work, amen? He apportions, he apportions grace individually to individuals to do the job that he has given them to do, not their next door neighbor. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Oscar Wilde famously said, true friends always stab you in the front, <laughs> which has absolutely nothing to do with my message, but it's funny. But he did also allegedly, possibly say, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. I was in the gym this day, and I know we can't tell because I've got my jacket on, but men's health, you know. 
And I was in the gym this one day and I was feeling really strong. I had my, my buddy with me and we were bench pressing and I was into my weights at the time. And I kept piling the weight on. So, not, not on me now, on the bar, you know. And, and I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat my personal best today. So I kept piling it on and there was 160 kilograms on the bar. And that, I've never done 160 kilograms. Now, bear in mind, I was, I was into my weights, training hard and everything. And I thought, I'm going to do it. So I, 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 I'm walking up and down before, in front of the bench. I guess, giving it all that, psyching myself up. So I go, I'm ready. And my mate's like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. He's psyched him. He's like, he's going to spot me. So he's ready by the bar. And I get on the bar and I, I, I spend two minutes now, oh, oh, getting him in, in the zone, ready to do this, this press. And I, I grab hold of the bar, I grab hold of the I lift the bar, and it feels like I've just lifted the whole world. And all these thoughts are going through my head. I'm not going to be able to do You can't. And then all the other thoughts come and say, yes, you can. I go, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So as it's coming down, I'm thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. But as it, as it comes out, it touches my chest, and rah, I give out this big caveman roar. Rah. Up it goes, 160 kilos for one, my personal best. Yes! I was feeling good. I was feeling really good. I thought, yes. And I was in this place of contentment in myself. I knew who I was. I was deadly Daijitsu, the people's hero, protector of the innocent and genuinely guy for all kinds of parties. And I just benched 160 kilos. I was feeling good. And then in... The corner of my eye, I spot this guy coming over. He says, have you finished, boys? Yes. You may use my bench. <laughs> oh, lesser being. <laughs> so he takes his tracksuit top off and he's, he's in good shape, you know? You know, kind of probably better than me shape. Definitely better than me shape. And he's younger, a bit, kind of, a lot. <laughs> and he just hops on the bench, puts his feet up, I guess. Now, I'm telling you, I'm in this crab position when I'm doing it, right? And he just grabs hold of it, like that. And he does 10 reps. <laughs> like he's flicking sand off a towel, you know? And within seconds, I've gone from being on the island of content to the island of discontent. I want to drop a weight on his head. In seconds. I'd gone from feeling positive, contented and satisfied and happy to despondent despondent, hopeless, inferior, and inadequate, unhappy, and unmotivated in literally seconds. From that place of yes to the place of quit the gym now. <laughs> You'll never be as strong as him. What had changed? Nothing had changed. The same song was still playing on the radio that was playing when I did my, my record-breaking rep. Rep. The same song was still playing after this young kid just did 10. It was the same 160 kilos. Nothing had changed. But somehow I had gone from a peaceful place of contentment and satisfaction in who I was and what I could do. From the island of satisfaction to the island of dissatisfaction in a heartbeat. But what was the name of the ship that transported me from one island to the other in a heartbeat? And how was I meant to get back? This is just one example I've chosen of thousands of examples I could share with you personally about this sort of thing. This is a message for anyone who struggles 
or knows anyone who struggles with low self-confidence, self-worth, struggles with lasting contentment and peace. This message is for anyone bold and brave enough to admit that they consciously or subconsciously allow what others think, what others say, what others do affect their confidence to be who they are made to be and called and chosen to be. For anyone who resides in another's shadow, afraid to step out for fear of being exposed as less than the one in whose shadow they lurk. This message is to those who are honest and brave enough to admit they have let envy, jealousy, despondency and dissatisfaction steal, kill and destroy everything good that comes their way. Praise God. This is a message of illumination. This is a remedy and a hope for anyone who wants to decide that today is the last day that they will receive any report from anyone, even the, the thoughts in their own mind, any report that says anything other than you are awesome, you are chosen, you are set apart. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the apple of God's eye. This is a message for anyone who at any point in a day feels anything less than that. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. This is a message for anyone who is finally ready to say, I am who I am. I am who God has made me to be. I can do what God needs me to do. I have everything that I need to be who God has made me to be. I'm coming, baby. Well, you better all watch out. This is a message for anyone who's had enough. Has anybody here had enough? Oh, I said, has anybody here had enough? Oh, it's about to go off in you. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, it's about to go off in you. Hallelujah. Oh, the person behind you didn't hear you. Turn to somebody and say, it's about to go off in you. Hallelujah. Whoa. There's going to be some people set free here today. Oh, honest. I can feel it. The chains are, oh. I'll be saved by the end of this now. So going back to my story in the gym, what was the name? of the ship that in a second in a heartbeat took me from satisfaction in who I was to dissatisfaction in who I was. Can I have the slider, please? The name of the ship is comparison. Comparison will take you in a heartbeat from a place where you are content to the volcanic island of discontentment. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Nothing will transport you from hero to zero faster than comparison. I'd like for the next 10 minutes or so just to take you on a little journey through time and space, space, space. <laughs> and scripture. Through the heavens and the earth and the dawn of time to the present day. Sit back, relax and enjoy this week's installment of the demonic origin of comparison. comparison. <laughs> I missed my chance for telly, I did, see? <laughs> Just take every opportunity, you know. Anyway, let's go back, let's go back to heaven. Right, let's go right the way back now when there was an angel called Lucifer Daystar. Has anybody heard of Lucifer Daystar? I don't mind talking about Lucifer Daystar because he was awesome. Most beautiful angel of them all. The most gifted and talented of them all. An archangel set apart. Not just an archangel, but according to scripture, the most magnificent angel ever created. 
This is what scripture tells us about what Lucifer was in possession of, what he looked like, what abilities he had, his purpose, and tells us what else was found in him. And I'm going to Ezekiel 28, 11 to 15. I'm going to be moving quite fast through this. So if it goes too fast, just watch it on a podcast back and take some notes. Ezekiel 28, 11 to 15. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation, a song of despair for the king of Tyre. In other words, Satan. And say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and beauty and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your trimbles and pipes. It actually means that when God created Lucifer, he had musical instruments built into his very being. He could emanate sound emanate music from his very being he was the cherub that covered the whole of the praise and worship in heaven which is 24 7 baby if you think this church his music is too loud i'm telling you wait till you get to heaven hallelujah hallelujah You were the anointed cherub that covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth during the, fire, uh, during the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until, everybody say, until. Iniquity was found in you. So in other words, he had it all. He had it all. Until iniquity was found in him. But what iniquity was found in him? Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. O oh, you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. For who weakened the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. That is his manifesto. But what is his motive? See, that's his manifesto. But what is motivating him toward it? I will be like. The most high comparison. Everything he had was not enough when he compared himself to God. Comparison took him from hero to zero, the most despised of all God's creation. Give Jesus some praise. For he is a righteous judge, a righteous judge. Comparison led to covetousness. Covetousness to envy and jealousy. Contentment to discontentment. Discontentment to malice. You look at any malicious person. Anybody who, and I'm pretty sure some of you can think of some malicious people that you have met. Oh my goodness. You see some wives turning and looking at their husbands. You want to go? If you can identify somebody who is particularly malicious, I tell you unreservedly every single time you find they're discontented. Discontentment is at the root of their malice. And you trace it back again and it'll be through comparison. Write this down. The curse of comparison kills the contentment in Christ. The curse of comparison kills contentment in Christ. Look at it from Jesus' point of view. He created every single one of us. He created every one of us individually for individual works, for an individual purpose. How upset do you think he gets when he sees you leaving all that behind in favor of what he's made somebody else? It's like me cooking a lovely meal for Emma, spending all day cooking it. I put it on the plate and she goes, and pulls the crackers out. Can I hear an amen? 
Okay, so we now go to Eden. Eve's walking around in Eden. She got it all. Her and her fella got it all. The whole of creation made for them. They got the run of the mill. Then Satan comes along with his sneaky question, which I haven't got time to go into at the moment. And Eve gives her, her answer, which is basically, if we eat it, we die. Amen? We all know that, yeah? If we eat of that tree that God said not to eat of, then we die. This is what Satan turned around and said to her. Then this, this is Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God. She was happy until the curse of comparison comes along and gets her to think, I'm not like God. I want to be like God. I'm not satisfied with what I've got. I'm now dissatisfied with what I got, and I want the very thing it appears that I haven't got. Can I hear an amen? amen. So in essence, Satan is saying, I am now going to get you to do the very thing I did, which is compare yourself to God, come up short, and then desire to be like him. The tragedy is they were already like him. For they were made in his image. Can I hear an amen? Turn to somebody and say, the devil is a liar and a pig. Hallelujah. See, the root of all sin, the root of all sin, if you haven't seen it before, see it now. The root at the very base of all mankind's problems, the whole problem in the universe, started with comparison. Yet, if we're honest, every single one of us gets caught in this trap every single day. Right. Not after today. I said, not after today. Amen. And unless, because I, I, I believe, I'm talking to Bible-believing Christians here. I said, not after today. Amen. Because you're going to hear the truth. And the Word of God says, if you hear the truth and you apply the truth, it'll set you free. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very quickly, it doesn't end there. Cain and Abel both make sacrifices to God. God accepts one. He doesn't accept the other. Cain becomes envious and jealous of his brother when he compares himself to his brother. That envy and jealousy led to murder. Check this one out. King Saul and King David. When the, this is 1 Samuel 18, 6 to 11. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed a Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. Who did they come to meet? King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands. That's enough to make him a king happy, isn't it? Saul has killed his thousands. They come out to meet King Saul. Saul's riding along. Saul has killed his thousands. They're jumping around. Ah! Oh, but then they go and say, and David is tens of thousands. <laughs> Straight away, the devil whispers in Saul's ear, comparison. Compare yourself now to David. You've done thousands, he's done tens of thousands, and he's got the love of the people. Have you got the love of the people? If he wasn't around, there'd be no competition for you, Saul. Can I hear an amen? amen. Comparison. David, on the other hand, was a type of Christ, and our example in this, never compared himself to Saul. Because David remembered when a prophet came when he was a little boy and put his hand on him. And he said, one day when God's ready, you are going to be the king of Israel. And he just took it. And he kept it. 
See, David didn't compare himself to the giant. Because the giant came with a spear and a sword and about nine foot tall and about 900 stone and David was a little ruddy-faced boy with a slingshot. But David didn't look at his competition against that because he looked at who was on his side, which is God, and he saw there was no competition. Can I hear an amen? amen. See, comparison, t- turn to somebody and say, comparison is not of God. Say it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The curse of comparison is not godly. It is wicked. It is at the very root of all that is wrong in the universe. And it's father, the one who dreamt it up is Satan. And he used it with all these biblical people. And guess what? He's still using it today. Why? Because it still works. He's got no new tricks. Why does he need new tricks when the old ones still work? All these biblical people had it all. They lacked nothing. They had everything they needed to be who God had called them to be. Not someone else to be. But they didn't use what they had. They didn't appreciate what they had. Let me tell you this, and this is from bitter experience. If the devil can get you to look at somebody else's life and look at somebody else's boyfriend, girlfriend, look at somebody else's wife... Look at somebody else's job. Look at somebody else's bank balance. Look at somebody else's car. Look at somebody else's appear, appear, apparent success and get you to look at that. You will take your eye off everything that you have. And then what you have, you may as well not have. For that which you do not have will be taken from you. Hallelujah. God will take it from you. The devil will take it from you. And then you neglect that which you have. See, you poke your head over your fence 24 hours a day and look in your next door neighbor's garden at the flowers and the weeds in their garden. Oh, look at the weeds in their garden. <laughs> look at that there. Oh. Look at the colour he's painted his shed. And all the while, you're not seeing the rats running around in your garden. Can I hear an amen? You're not seeing the bristles and the thorns growing in your own garden because you've taken the eye off your own. Hallelujah. I'm preaching good today. Give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, there are only three things that can happen when we get drawn into comparison. Number one, write these down. Number one. You see yourself as inferior and become crippled and insecure. That's the first thing that can happen. The next thing, you see yourself as inferior and become covetous and envious, which will always lead to murder. Not physical murder maybe, but maybe you're murdering them in their heart. I tell you what, that guy, a 20 kilogram plate was nearly dropped on his head. Well, it was in my mind. It was ups. Because I was envious of him in that gym. Can I hear an amen? Or number three, you will see yourself as superior and become filled with pride. I'm more holy than them. Thank you for that, Lord. All of which serve no, no one else other than the enemy. All of which breed discontentment and ungodliness. In the list of Satan's weapons, comparison is right up there. Because it's so subtle. Because it's so close to competition. Because it's so close to being encouraged by somebody. 
See, I may, may look now at Alex's Sergeant Pepper coat and I might think, I want to be as bold as him and wear a Sergeant Pepper coat. But if I start thinking, see, that's good, that's healthy because I'm encouraged and that he can help me to step out. That's good. See, that's godly. But the other side of it is ungodly. How do we know the difference? Jesus said, you judge it by its you judge it by its fruit. Say it. You judge it by its fruit. I look at Ray getting up here and preach, man. I tell you what, I, 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 I got up here the other day. I came up here a couple of weeks ago and I, I did the tithe. He asked me to, to, to speak a little bit before the offering and I did. And I, I thought, yeah, God was with me then. And thank you, Jesus. And I came down. Yeah, good. Thank you, Jesus. And good. And then Ray got up and just completely... And yes, I can look and I go, I want to aspire to be like that man. In the clarity and the, the, the connection with, with the congregation and the way that he delivers and the way that he ties everything. I can aspire to that and that is good. But the day I look and I say, I can't do this because I'm not as good as Ray, then I've fallen into the devil's trap. Or I look at Ray and I think he's not as good as me. I'm better. Then I've fallen into the devil's trap. Can I hear an amen? He is the father of lies. And anybody who's a liar, they will tell you, the closer to truth the lie is, the more believable the lie is, the harder to detect it is. If you've never heard this before, then please hear it now. Comparison, the curse of comparison is your deadly enemy. Because you can never be everything that God has called you to be while you're too busy looking at somebody else and wishing you were them. Comparison brings discontentment and that brings low self-esteem or envy and envy brings the rot. Proverbs 14.30. Check it out, man. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. Where does the sound heart come from? Let me tell you where the sound heart comes from. It comes from a contentment that knowing that you and God are right. That you are exactly who he's made you to be. That the path he's got ahead of you is for you. That everything you need to be you, he will give you by grace and grace alone. Can I hear an amen? That's where the peace in your heart comes from. The envy will cause rottenness. And I'm telling you, I think a lot of people's problems come down to this. Amen. I'm wrapping this up. Can I have the musicians up? And can I ask you to stand with me, please? Let's give Jesus some praise here. Let's give him some praise because this stuff, it's honestly, it's spoken to me. I believe that there's some people you're going to be really, just take this word, meditate on this word. Do you know what? And I pray in Jesus' name that every time this rears its head now, that the Holy Spirit is going to remind you what it is. But it's okay. I'm not going to leave you just like that because in a minute I'm going to tell you the cure. Because that's the ailment. Now we need the kiwa, amen? That band as well. Caterpillar. They're the kiwa, aren't they? Who you are. Let me tell you with that peace in your heart that brings contentment and keeps you on the island of contentment. The peace is in a name. It's in one name. And that name is higher than any other name. Right. See, see, Satan's got some weapons, the enemy's got some weapons, and they've all got names. One of these names that we're talking about today, which you're gonna be set free from today in Jesus' name, is the curse of ungodly comparison. And it's the name that I'm talking about that is higher than that name. Amen? It's higher than the name of comparison. The name I'm talking about, there is no rival for this name. The name I'm talking about is higher than any other name and more powerful than any other name. The name I'm talking about is the most wonderful name in the world. 
Hallelujah. The name I'm talking about has set me free. The name I'm talking about, the devil's got no answer for. The name I'm talking about is up there while everything else is down here. The name that I am talking about. Turn to somebody and say, I know what name he's on about. I know the name. Turn to somebody, I know the name he's on about. Hallelujah. 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 The name is Jesus. Hallelujah. I said the name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa. Whoa. It's greater than the name of envy. It is greater than the name of jealousy. It is greater than the name of malice. It is greater than the name of malcontent, bitterness, resentment, and despair. Hallelujah. The name I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. Oh, you think it's gone off and you're ready and I haven't even started yet, let me tell you. The name I'm talking about makes demons and devils shudder. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh. So let's get to this key, shall we? I said, should we get to this key, this key, this key? Galatians 6, 5, 4 to 5. This is from the message version. Make a careful exploration of who you are. Everyone say you are. And the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Hallelujah. That's the key, not my life. We're all equal in Jesus' eyes. We've just got different jobs to do. That's it. These guys' jobs here is different than my job. So they'll be cut the grace they need to do their job. This is how we started. This is scripture we started the message with. Jesus cuts me the grace I need to do what I've been called to do. Amen. And everybody here, you need to know, if you have submitted to the name above all names, then he has a plan and a purpose for you. He has a path ahead of you. It is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not your father's son. You're not your mother's daughter. You're not what that bully said about you. You're not what that teacher said about you. You're not what that voice keeps telling you you are. You're not what society has told you you are. You're not what those people who look and stare say you, say you are. The plan and the purpose ahead of you is not what your limitations say you are. Can I hear an amen? amen? The plan and the purpose, what God's got ahead for you, is not what the teacher said you'd end up as. You'll amount to nothing. That's for somebody here. Or some parent has said to you, it's somebody here, and that's what you were told. You'll amount to nothing. I'm telling you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. If you have submitted to the name above all names, then I am telling you, the path that God has ahead of you is a glorious, narrow path that will lead you straight into the glory of God. Hallelujah. And everything you need to get there will be provided for you by grace and not works. And faith in Jesus Christ who dwells in our hearts by faith. You're not made to do what your father did. You're not made and designed to do what your mother did. You're not purposed to be what your neighbor has been. And you're not equipped to carry out the tasks I've got before me. Hallelujah. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you have done. Right here, right now, you are exactly where God has called you to be. You are not here by accident. You are here on purpose. He has designed it. 
for you to hear the word of the Lord and the name above all names and to know that you are loved, you are cherished, you are awesome, you are perfect, you are fearfully and wonderfully made for grand, grand designs. I don't care if you are 60 years of age, 600 years of age like Yoda. Or whether you're 12, God's got a special plan and a purpose for you and it belongs to nobody else. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. In other words, our time here is limited. So don't waste it comparing your life with someone else's. You'll never ever be them and you will never and they will never be you. If you look around, you'll see a sea of faces, some older than our own, some younger than our own. Some may have more money than us, some may be more educated than us, some may appear to be better looking than us, taller than us, stronger than us, have an IQ than us, have more <coughs> teeth than us. Be slimmer than us. Better singing voices than us. More popular and confident, vocal, energetic, and on and on and on. So it's safe to say, no matter which direction you look, the person next to you is going to be better at something than you are. So it's no point comparing yourself. But I'll tell you, whoa, whoa, I'm going to tell you this one thing. You, 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 point to yourself. Point to yourself. You are better at one thing than anybody on this planet, hallelujah, that has ever lived or will ever live. You are the best you there's ever been. Hallelujah. There'll never be another you. When Jesus made you, he broke the mold. Hallelujah. But you're not the best you that you are going to ever be. Tomorrow you'll be a better you than you were today. Hallelujah. Oh, do you know in Swansea we got a saying, it's not all about you, mind. It's not all about you, mind. But today it is. Today it's all about you. Jesus wants you to know it's always been about you. When he was on the cross, it was about you. It was about you. Turn to somebody and say it was about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is your cure. The cure is this. You will never find a disgruntled, despondent, dissatisfied, thankful person. You will never find an envious, malicious, jealous, thankful, grateful person. So when I was in that gym, I learned a lesson, and this is a lesson. I went in the changing rooms, I went in the toilet, I put my, and my hand against the cubicle, and I said, thank you, Jesus, for the legs that got me to this gym. Thank you, Jesus, for the arms that lifted that weight. Thank you, Jesus, for the, my eyes. Thank you, Jesus, for my feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for every good thing that you have given to me, for you have designed me at such a time as this to be exactly who I have been called to be, not that person. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the best me there's ever been. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's your, that's your kiwa. <laughs> Praise God, I'm nearly done. Turn to somebody and say, he's nearly done. He's nearly done, hallelujah. I just got two minutes, hallelujah. Goodness gracious me. Oh, praise God, man. Praise God. Give Jesus some praise, go on. Wow. Wow. Ladies, when you look in, when you're at your breakfast table and you're looking over at your beautiful husband, the bag is under his eyes and two-day stubble and you're just adoring the way that the milk is 
leaving his mouth and dripping through his beard onto his top, and he's completely oblivious to it. And, and then you look out the window, and you see your Brad Pitt look-alike neighbour mowing the lawn with his bronze top off, and he's there like a... And you look at your husband, and you go, I remember the word Dave gave on Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this man that you have given me. I thank you for the way that he dribbles his milk. I thank you that it looks like his nasal hairs are coming out to, to, to drink from the bowl. Thank you for this man, Lord, amen, who loves me, who is faithful to me, who cares when I cry. Can I hear an amen? That's your cure right there. Gratefulness and thankfulness to God. Now you can give him some praise. Hallelujah. 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 I still got to do it every day. I still got to do it every day. Hallelujah. We're nearly done. Contentment in who we are, in who we are as individuals, has been made and who we have been made, uh, made to be. Contentment that he loves us and has unique places and purposes for you and me alone. And that's why he made us all unique. Ephesians 4, 15 to 16, as I read, instead of speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every aspect the mature body of Christ in whom is the head. That is Christ from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. There's a slide I want to show you when I'm done. This house needs you. Stop comparing this house with the one down the road. Stop comparing this music ministry with the one down the road or the one up the road, whether it's for good or bad. Stop comparing. The every, the, listen, listen. This is a house that God has placed you in. Appreciate what God has given you. Because if you do not appreciate it, you will lose it. If you are here, it is not by accident. This church needs you, not your neighbor, you, because you are unique. Your talents are your talents. Your gifting is your gifting. Don't think I can't do anything. I can't serve, I can't sing, I can't preach, I can't teach. No, that is the devil. You don't need to know what you can and can't do. One thing you need to know, where the pastors are. Because you just rock up and you go, private Jenny reporting for duty. Where would you like me to go? What can you do? I don't know, but I, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. The way up with God is down. If you want to go up with God, I'm telling you, you start low. And the devil will, man, I'm telling you, he's a pig. He is a pig. You have got talents. You have got talents. You have got talents. You have got gifted. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not your brother or your sister or your mother. You are you. Whoa! Rejoice in who God has made you. Thank you, Jesus. If this has been speaking to you this morning, if that's you and you've been a victim of this curse of contaminated comparison, that was good, wasn't it? Bit long for title of a message, wasn't it? Have you been allowing the enemy to lure you into comparing yourself with others instead of rejoicing in who God has made you and for what God has made you? Then I'm going to lead you in a prayer now. But before I pray, I just want to know who I'm praying for. Can everyone close their eyes, please? Bow your heads. There's nobody looking around. There's only me. If this has spoken to you and you have fallen victim to this and you find yourself falling victim to this, just show me a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Some honest people in the house here. If you find yourself comparing yourself with other people, just show me a hand. Nobody's looking around. There's only I can see. Thank you, Jesus. 
Everyone, you, say, you can invite you to say this prayer after me. Say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for making me me, for breaking the mold. You love me and you designed me. Help me through the Holy Spirit to look at what I've got and what you have given me and where you've placed me and help me to be the best me I can be. In Jesus' name, amen. Give Jesus some praise, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to put my teeth back. I didn't plan that at all. I always carry teeth around my mouth. You never know. When somebody says, I'm going to punch your teeth out, go, no need. Done it for you. Fine. Maybe you're here today and you, can, you know Jesus has been knocking on the door of your heart. You know that, and today he's saying, come on, let me in. Let me in so I can show you who you really are. Let the manufacturer open up the book, the manual, and show you everything that you were built to do. If that's you and God has led you you now and you just want to, you want to submit to that name above all names, then I'm going to give you an opportunity now. Everyone bow your heads, please close your eyes if you want to get right with God now you just want to get God Jesus Christ Almighty in your life now then I'm going to give you an opportunity and he will let me tell you he will show you the real reason you were made your real purpose and I'm telling you as a man of 47 years of age who have done some things that most of you wouldn't believe but I am telling you one day in God's will is worth more to me now than a whole lifetime outside his will you just got to let him in. You just got to let him in. Stop resisting, man. Stop thinking you know how to run your life better than the one who made you. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a chance to say that prayer. This isn't about anybody else. It's about you and him. Say this prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me so that I can have a fresh start with my sins taken away from me by your finished work on that cross. I believe you rose again. I believe you are sat at the right hand of power and that you will return. In the meantime, here I am, Lord Jesus, such as you have made me, here I am. I am yours. Come into my heart and be with me for all time.